Egypt's privatization drive and Mauritius tourism industry continues to make healthy gains. From over a thousand cities in 126 countries, KI Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Egypt's government announced some encouraging numbers about the progress of privatization so far. That is, the sale of state-owned enterprises worth $1.9 billion have been signed since government announced its privatization drive, almost in line with the target. The receipts will provide Egypt Forex Holdings with a vital boost and a nod from investors suggest that reform efforts enjoy at least some credibility. Chachi Oguta, economic analyst for North and East Africa with the IC Group, joins us for this episode. So Egypt signed a $3.3 billion IMF financing program uh, last December. So amongst one of the conditions was that there should be some reforms around privatization uh, in Egypt. Uh, so Egypt happens to be one of those uh, peculiar, okay, interesting countries whereby there is a, um, a stronghold by the public sector and majorly the military. So part of the reforms uh, that should lead to durable growth in Egypt is that uh, there should be some privatization. So that is part of the current IMF program. Uh, there was expected to be a review in March uh, this year uh, under the IMF program, that's the first review. But that first review was predicated that there could be some advances uh, by Egypt, at least to be able to ensure that the privatization reforms are on track. So the target for the financial year that ended in June, so Egypt happens to be running a financial year calendar similar to most of the East African countries from July to June. So the target for the last financial year was $2 billion. So actually, what has come out from the news flow in the last two weeks or so, the $1.9 billion, $1.9 billion basically it's uh, it's something that was to be achieved in the last financial year. It's only that it was missed by a couple of two weeks. But having said that, uh, it is still yet to be seen whether the $1.9 billion dollars was realized so what the prime minister came and announced is that um, contracts have been signed uh, for sales of assets totaling 1.9 billion dollars so the form of the sales is acquisitions of some of the companies or uh, foreign companies purchasing minority stakes and yeah and that, so that's the uh, the flavor that we're seeing within the uh, privatization plan that is panning out in in, in in Egypt. So that has been said. Uh, but having that, uh, having said that, so what we are looking keenly is to ensure that the implementation follows uh, the announce, announcement. So it's one thing to announce; it's another thing that we could say that the execution uh, happens in a timely manner that will now ensure that even the IMF review. Uh, is now back on track. So that's the thing that the markets are looking at. Privatization across Africa hasn't necessarily been the silver bullet it's been thought to be. How can countries do it right to deliver money to government coffers and not create a breakdown in service delivery? The issue around privatization around Africa, I mean, it's never been, there's never been a bullet, a silver bullet around uh, how 
economists are now will are able to get onto the privatization plan uh, in a more uh, solid and credible manner. Uh, there's usually lots of log logistical uh, nightmares involved with the privatization plan. So I think uh, it all boils down first and foremost the uh, the political class uh, whether they cannot be able to win off uh, their shareholding in some of the public companies. So I think it needs to start with uh, some form of uh, credibility uh, from the government of the day to win itself uh, off its shareholding in the public companies. Uh, absent that, you could see that some of these privatization efforts drags forever if that political willpower is not there. So I think as a starting point, the political willpower, uh, political capital needs to be in place as the first stepping stone. Once that has been achieved, we can, it, I think it will be able to unlock, uh, unlock the, uh, the privatization plans that are there. And uh, just to tie into your question, I mean, this is also one of the ways that the African economists can now be able to reduce uh, uh, their debt burdens in the sense that if they're able now to unwind those privatization deals in a timely manner in, uh, and also whether those uh, private, privatization deals are cash transactions, so they get cash out of that. Uh, so we're looking pretty much in FX uh, dollars, uh, FX currency, so uh, dollars being one of the dominant currencies. So that will help them even bring down the levels of uh, uh, the debt that they are holding, and it will even go a long way, even in terms of uh, uh, durably supporting their FX reserves ambition. So I think, uh, it's a good route, the privatization, is only that once we get the political capital in place, uh, most African countries will now be able to uh, unlock or start their privatization plan with high gear. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Today's top currency losers are the Nigerian Naira that depreciated by 1.46% and the South African Rand traded around 18.3 per US dollar hovering around a three-month low amid a stronger dollar and on the back of risk-off market sentiment globally following downbeat manufacturing activity in China and major European economies. And a quick trip around Africa. West Africa experienced slow economic growth of the past year, except for Cabo Vard, the Gambia, Guinea, Mali, and Niger. According to the African Development Bank's 2023 West Africa Economic Outlook Report, the report assessed the economic performance of 15 West African countries, that is Benin, Burkina Faso, Cabo Vard, Cote d'Ivoire, Gambia, Ghana, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, Liberia, Mali, Niger, Nigeria, Senegal, Sierra Leone, and Togo. Titled Mobilizing Private Sector Financing for Climate and Green Growth in West Africa, the report notes that West Africa's average gross domestic product accelerated to 3.8% in 2022 from 4.4% in 2021, implying that the growth recovery from the 2020 downturn had slowed. It attributes decelerating growth to, among other factors, successive shocks as the resurgence of COVID-19 in China, a major trade partner for the region's countries. Russia's invasion of Ukraine also spurred inflation 
inflationary pressures on the cost of food, fuel, and fertilizer in many West African countries. The report further reveals that advanced economies have also tightened monetary policy, which has heightened aversion to risk globally and increased exchange rate pressures. Still, it notes that the region's GDP growth outlook is positive and projected to pick up slightly, hitting 3.9% in 2023 and 4.2% in 2024. Spending on conventional oil and gas exploration is rebounding and expected to top 50 billion US dollars this year, the highest since 2019, but operators are still waiting for the results they had hoped for. Ristead Energy Research shows that in the first half of 2023, explorers found 2.6 billion barrels of oil equivalent, 42% lower than in the first half of 2022, total of 4.5 billion barrels of oil equivalent. 55 discoveries have been made compared to 80 in the first six months of last year. This means discoveries in 2023 have averaged 47 million bars of oil equivalent, lower than 56 million bars of oil equivalent per discovery for the same period in 2022. The exploration and production industry is in the transitionary period, with many companies exercising increased caution and shifting their strategies to target more profitable and geologically better understood regions. The continued growth of Guyana's offshore block means the Caribbean country leads the way in discovered volumes of 603 million barrels of oil equivalent in 2023, Nigeria with 296 million barrels of oil equivalent, and Namibia with 287 million of barrels of oil equivalent with potential for these estimates to grow. Mauritius tourism sector continues to make heavy gains with the new tourist arrivals recorded at over 596,000 persons in half year 2023, nearly double that of half year 2022. Furthermore, tourist arrivals in quarter two 2023 were only down 2.2% compared to the same period in 2019, meaning that the sector is nearing pre-pandemic levels. The tourism sector has benefited from pent-up demand and a favorable exchange rate. Nevertheless, elevated travel costs and global cost of living pressures have undermined some of these gains. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong.